What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another fan tracks coming to you, of course, from fanboysanonymous.com. I am Tony Mango. With me are Callum Williams. Groovy. And Robert E. Felice. E. <laughs> it took me a second to realize what you're doing. <laughs> we are rolling along here with our Austin Powers fan tracks editions that we uh, are spinning off from the Review to a Kill series of the James Bond franchise breakdown that we have been doing. If you haven't checked it out already, go back and watch the previous Austin Powers first one, International Man of Mystery, with us. And today we are going to be watching the second film out of the bunch, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Came out a couple years after that, and, you know, it's uh, one that we hold in esteem of at least what we can remember as possibly being the funniest out of the three. So it's going to be interesting to see if that holds up over time here. It's been God knows how many years since I've seen this movie. I don't know uh, when the last time you guys watched it was. Probably, you know, at least a couple of years, right? Uh, Yeah, it's been, it's been a, a, I think, only a couple of years. I do like to revisit this one every now and again. I think I watched it some point last year because i love this series so what we're going to do is what we always do with the fan tracks here we are going to be able to give you a countdown of three two one play and when we say play then hit the play button on whatever it is that you're checking this out on i have an old dvd again just like i did with the other one and just like i'm gonna have when it comes to gold member but uh, these guys are watching on like Amazon or on uh, HBO Max or, you know, maybe you have like the Blu-ray version of it. Maybe you've got some other kind of thing, whatever it might be. It should pretty much sync up. If not exactly when we're synced up, it might be just a slight bit off. We realized that the last time around that uh, I don't know how it worked, but we ended up like simultaneously being a little bit ahead and behind each other on different parts. So it might be just a twinge off but uh, it's not going to be that much of a difference. I highly doubt that somebody's going to be like, oh man, I, I hit play at the same button and now I'm three chapters behind or something. <laughs> if it is, definitely let me know in the comments below. But in the meantime, also leave your comments for just your thoughts on the movie, your thoughts on the podcast, your thoughts on anything else you want to chime in about. While you're over there, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button to the channel if you haven't done that already. Uh, if you want to help us out on the monetary side of things, there's the thanks button. You can join the members-only content. You can hit up the Patreon, patreon.com slash fanboysanonymous. And, of course, do the same thing for, you know, the, that we do with every other YouTube channel when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know how it goes. You've been around YouTube long enough. You're probably one of those one of those youngins that grew up with the YouTube generation and everything. So, I'm all set. I think these guys are all set as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. All right, everybody. So we are going to get this started here in three, two, one, play. This is a very Bond uh, sounding theme to start yeah. things off. You mentioned, I think Rob was the one that mentioned it, uh, that they don't make fun of the opening credits in the uh, previous film. In the first one. And you would think they, they that they don't. would make that like just one of the obvious things to do because why wouldn't you it's one of the most iconic things about the bond franchise but uh this is, i guess their like slight attempt at doing that at least for the music and of course they're making fun of star wars too yeah now going into the star wars powered
the end. I was thinking to say if someone famous did this. Little narration. I always like the uh da 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 kind of song. And the music in the background here is very reminiscent of You Only Live Twice that I remember pointing out to you guys. Yeah, I wonder if that's Myers' favorite. It seems like he parodies that more than almost anything else, right? And yeah. then he'll get into the Fook Me and Fook You kind of thing. So yeah, he pretty much parodies that part of it too. Uh, maybe that's just the one that came out at like a pivotal time in his life, you know? Yeah, it could have been when he was like... Uh, like the first one he watched when he was a kid or something. <laughs> Very good. Good job. God, Liz Hurley, man. <laughs> mm. Getting another ode to the uh, love guru. <laughs> Do you guys like this uh, retcon with Vanessa? No, no. It might. Uh, it, I, I don't know what else they could do. Well, the only other thing they could do is have her killed. Yeah, or just I don't know, divorce or something. Yeah, but I think this is the perfect way to like be Austin in that regard. It's like go with. Okay, if she's if she died, then Austin has to be sad for a little while. Yeah, you don't really want. Bond never was. <laughs> what? Well, 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 crazy. Like, yeah, at the end, that, that was at the end of the movie as well. So you can just like say in the meantime he does something else. Whereas this is like it's in canon. We've seen the fembots before, and it and it has a lot of funny gags like this. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's a parody. It's a silly comedy, so they can get away with the whole, like, this makes no sense, you know? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a question, though. Would you still? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. It's like the uh, the robot Lucy Lee from uh yeah, from Futurama. Futurama, yeah. But that person had parents. I guess that's my thing. It's like they she had parents. Yeah, they don't address uh Mrs. Kensington in this movie, do they? Right. I mean, there was a real Vanessa, but like, it was replaced with Fembot. True. Maybe. <laughs> but it's just him talking to the camera. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. There we go. <laughs> And of course, you gotta up the previous uh, opening dance number. Yeah. 
yeah i guess that's kind of like the diff that's like the thing that, that instead of the bond have the bond movie having a um like the classic opening thing this is this is the austin powers classic opening of course at this point in pop culture this is like the theme is well known people have mm. been parodying austin powers even so it's it's become a, its own pop culture kind of icon. Yeah, and we'll see. Uh, eventually, it's just completely overblown. Yeah. Good use of Rob Lone in this movie, and great use of Ham. They <laughs> <laughs> analyze with Hurley as Vanessa, just like, with, yeah, it's kind of over already. Yeah, Rob Lowe might be my favorite part about this movie in some ways. He's great for number two. It's funny funny because like Rob Lowe makes a cameo in the first one, doesn't he? Does he? I don't remember no, him popping up in there. I think so. I thought he was the um I thought he was the guy that was doing that um the guy that arranged the uh the get-together for the John henchman. It looks a lot like Rob Lowe, anyway. I'm going to have to go back and check that. It may not, it may not be him, it just looks... It oh, looks he's wearing clothes now. That's how it works. Haven't you ever uh, jumped into a pool before? <laughs> <laughs> never naked and never then to suddenly have clothes. It's a special skill. Yeah. I mean, he's a spy. Just getting to some real choreography here. <laughs> Ironically, I think Austin Powers is better at the traditional job of spying and just being a better human overall than James Bond is. He's, he's definitely more likable. I just noticed the people with the fake uh, dolphins in the corner yeah. of the screen right there. <laughs> I just had a look at this as well, because um, the original uh, Austin Powers, I think, had a budget of about $16 million and made $60 million in the box office. This one had a budget of just over $30 million mm. and made $312 million in the Oof. box office. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Cherry Springer. And this guy... Um... This actor was the one that got ran over by the steamroller kind of thing in the previous movie. Nice. My father's evil wants to go over because so you have a Hitler knockoff and a uh, Ku Klux Klan member. <laughs> I didn't know the um, Ku Klux Klan were trying to take over the world. Well, they are evil. <laughs> I like the little touch of him saying or something because it's exactly how somebody would speak like that <laughs> this is a really nice touch having Jerry Springer and this stuff in here very of the time yeah mm.
I mean, you know, this was like really big popular culture at the time because it's 1999 and WWE wouldn't use Jerry Springer for another 10 or 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a WWE fan, go to smartcoutmoment.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Die Coke of Evil. The Springer show was such trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just love the fact they're just watching yeah not like actually scrambling any kind of response to anything it's quite physical Dr. Evil isn't it yeah. you don't really see him get like this uh, this aggressive yeah <laughs> <laughs> Springer probably had fun doing this. Yeah. <laughs> is this this is the only um, Springer thing in the actual like main movie? Is it? Was that happen later? Because I know that, I know there were tons of deleted scenes with with um, him on Springer. Oh, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever see uh dracula dead and loving it uh yeah i have not my favorite joke of the whole movie when he just said scheduled is a quick part where they end up having um renfield's like oh i, I have to go see the count and they're all like, oh, Count Dracula, he's going to go see the Count, whatever. And this one person just goes, scheduled? <laughs> <laughs> Here's kind of Rebecca Romain at her peak, too. Mm. That's kind of a Bond line, just in the Austin style. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh ivana hump a lot where does that rank to you in the the funny name category I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah i think i think it's funnier than a, a lot of vagina even though that's great as well i think this is like the ultimate russian thing <laughs> How how big is like a third rock from the sun at this point? <laughs> it's probably real big because uh, yeah, I don't remember her being part of really almost anything else. And uh, there's she only was really great three in things that. I know. Yeah, there's only three things I know Kristen Johnson for. It's this third rock from the sun, and then there was that um, I can't I can't remember the name of it now, but it was this group about like three divorced men living in a living in an apartment together and she was like the landlady of it. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that. 
drawing a blank on that. Yeah, it had a uh, Donald Faison in it, the Turk from Scrubs, and um, Starbucks again, too. Yeah, this ages better than almost anything. Yeah. So they've completely retconned the number two thing. I mean, I guess he's got burns on the side of his face now, but still. Well, we this uh they established that Mufasa or Mustafa. Um, not Mufasa, it's from Lion King. Mustafa could survive for quite a while, you know? Mm. <laughs> Frau's so good. That's very good. <laughs> Another good night. <laughs> I mean, you can say what you want about Doctor Who, but he's very accepting. Yeah. It's just like he didn't even raise an eyebrow or anything like that at the unibrow. <laughs> Muffin looks good. <laughs> Yeah, Muffin does look good, actually. <laughs> so, Mini-Me, huge, huge takeaway from this movie. Yeah, massive success. Breakout kind of character of the series, even. <laughs> He plays it so well as well. He's so good. Vern Troyer passed away a couple years ago, right? 2018, yeah. I believe. I like how Dr. Evil is just like, yeah, mini Mr. Wigglesworth, that's the thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fast just to fucking kill him. I had that same water bottle. <laughs> yeah. No joke. Mojito? <laughs> Very good. I don't know why. So yeah, good. it's great that they did that little subversion of that. Translation, yeah. Right. <laughs> Billions. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much hitting the same um 
like here's the here's a couple of the jokes that we had in the last movie. Let's get them out of the way until we do our new uh, new kind of ones. But that's how a sequel should go, you know. Very good. Just go, go on. Just extend this for as long as we possibly can without it getting super annoying. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's uh, again. That's really forward thinking. That's a wheelchair accessible time machine. <laughs> As basic as you can get, but it works. Yeah. I'm, I'm always, I'm always fun, fond of a little bit of slapstick in movies. That's really loony tunes as well. Yeah, oh, the sound effect even. I mean, that's like perfect casting. That's mm. such good casting. <laughs> right. It's a good desk. Sorry, it's very sophisticated for the 1960s. Yeah. It's got to be some kind of uh, thing with You Only Live Twice and Myers. I mean, it's one of the ones that does have some elements that's easier to parody, but he had to have that as like one of his favorites to go into. Or one of the easiest ones to mock. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a lot harder to mock, like, Dr. No, you know? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you, you get the joke there, right? Right. <laughs> Never learned how to play chess. That shocks I was, me. I was part of a, a club for a little while at school, but it never got good. <laughs> That's on my list of, if I had the free time, I'd just kind of sort it all out one day, probably, and never had the free time for it. But I always thought that it was really cool. Mm. Definitely never going to reach, like, Kronstein levels. <laughs> Just playing with his bishop there.
Very gur. Yeah. I think very gur got me. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember one thing. Oh no, I think I remember her. Kristen Johnson from it. She was from the Viva Rock Vegas, wasn't she? Oh yeah, was she? Oh, uh, Wilma. The original Flintstones movie, much better than that one. What you what you mean the one with Stephen Baldwin in it wasn't the best one? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> So obviously, Mini Me, in part a parody of Nick Knack. Uh, who do you think was the inspiration for Fat Bastard more than anything else? The sumo wrestler from one of the early ones. <laughs> uh, I I think he's just an original creation. Same here. I can't really draw too many parallels. Uh, but not the inspiration. You know the inspiration is probably you probably got the uh, script for Scrap Shrek around about this time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> a human Shrek. Because he's basically Shrek, just a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, right? (laughs) I have less. The special mojo test, obviously. Right, yeah. Now, how do you think that works? I know he's never failed that test. The uh, monkey from the Powerpuff Girls. (laughs) Nice. Then he's just Jojo. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a great, uh, great thing for the audience. Just... Yeah, it's such a great. Yeah, that's so good. The thing is, though, a movie like this, for the most part. The time travel stuff works out. It's written enough logic. I mean, obviously, the idea of the time travel to begin with is, you know, fucking bonkers. But, like... We should have already figured that out by now. Yeah, like, there's there's elements to this, though, that it shouldn't be any kind of paradox.
Why are people in his house if he's frozen? Right, yeah, he's been frozen for two years. <laughs> I, mean, I guess he, I guess he just gets it open for for everybody to just. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's essentially a club now. It's not really his place. It's like a club almost. So he's like, they're, they're shocked he's even there, and they're in his place. The whole cage thing from that era, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Girls in cages. Hey, yeah, Impact Wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Product placement and a good joke. Mm. He's moving pretty good for a man without mojo. <laughs> That's a great joke. Yeah, it's such a good car. <laughs> <laughs> His reactions, everything is just so good. Lenny Kravitz, because it is very 1989. Well, this is an American woman, so. And it's a great introduction to her character, too. And this kind of, you know, this really bumped up that song and helped with the movie, too, and everything. Mm. Oh, no, wait, this isn't the... I assumed it was, because that is when the song came out. I I generally just don't know how like Elizabeth Hurley is amazing, obviously, but yeah, like, how Heather Graham not, just looking at Heather Graham like that. Yeah, like, I mean, I still go Hurley, but uh, this is like as much as like drop a comment below. Tell us your thoughts if Boogie Nights beats out Spy Who Shagged Me, uh, Heather Graham, because to me, Heather Graham here she never looks better. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a slight difference about the fully frontal stuff that you get in Boogie Nights, so... Yeah, but I mean, it, 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 dep- it depends what... Yeah, it depends what you're... To, to me, I've always gone, like, sexy's a state of mind, or, se- like, it's a characteristic, yeah. not a look. Like, she's actually more innocent in the movie where she's just actually got just everything hanging out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Of course, we got a parody of uh, Thunderball here again. You know, I thought the most interesting is that um, Austin's teeth have gotten bad again. Right. Well, yeah, he's back in the sixties. Yeah, but it's just like it's not him. It's the other. Yeah. It's it's the. Uh, New Austin in Back in the Past. This is one of the greatest scenes in a comedy movie, I think, ever. (laughs) 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 
Why was he? There's there's a brilliant deleted scene in the movie as well where he's where you figure out they have some sort of like assassin attempt on Austin in a in London at one point when he's out with um, uh, Felicity and uh, he just pulls her out of the car out of the trunk of the car (laughs) and just uses her as a shield again. (laughs) That's great. I think this is one of those movies where they actually made deleted scenes to be deleted scenes. Probably Mm. did. Because that was a very popular thing. English countryside, that way. (laughs) See, there's a very definitive part of the country where it's in the countryside. Yeah. You ever been there? Yeah, a couple of times. (laughs) Good line again. Yeah. Oh, shit. People are probably popping so much when they just see that uh, Mustafa pops back up. Yeah, it's well for it's all for all. I mean, I know this is only nineteen ninety nine, but is he is he big now? He nah. probably is. Yeah, not yet. Not he didn't get big, big like. Okay, now he's just doing the Will Ferrell deck until Elf comes out and uh, what's one for Elf? Semi Pro. Mm. I think he's still SNL here. <laughs> it's a good joke though, why not laugh? To be fair, actually it makes sense why he's in this movie. It makes actual time time sense in terms of the fact that he he was killed in the, he was killed in the first movie, but the first movie set in the future. Mm, right. So he's, so he's alive at this point. <laughs> I love this gag. Yeah. <laughs> He's right though. <laughs> uh. 
That's so good. <laughs> yeah, maybe I heard that. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> See, I'm gonna think of things. <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> I guess I'll be heat now. I mean, they did some like research. It does smelling almonds mean that your leg is broken? And so might be you're having a stroke because you smell burnt toast. <laughs> I'm always curious too about like. We were talking, you know, Five Bastards not really, like, directly a parody of anything, but Random Task was. I'm curious if they had other ideas, too. Like, if they wanted to parody Whisper with somebody who shouts, but it's just not uh, popular enough. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anyone who he relates to directly. Like, it's clearly not a Jaws parody or anything like that, so... Right, you would think that Jaws would be the next one that they would have parodied. Yeah. But then again, isn't it a little too simple to just, okay, Jaws had the teeth, so let's give him a different body part or something, you know? Mm. <laughs> also, like, this really does fit into the mold of, like, the... Um... It was kind of a trope at this point in time to have, like, one char- one actor play multiple characters. Yeah, like um, Eddie Murphy had done it, and yeah, Doctor Doolittle and stuff like that, and Norbit later on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's totally how the libido works, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you think Rose Cloud ever fucked Blofeld? I can't imagine that going down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, to be fair, that actually makes a lot of sense. This movie is probably because, like, Rosa Klebb character was clearly a lesbian. And they kind of built Frau of that as well, with the unibrow. Right. And maybe this is just, like, maybe it's just the power. Maybe, again, it's the magic penis. It's his mojo in terms of gay woman straight. Like, yeah, sure. The law. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's not actually forcing her this time. <laughs> why is that in this scene well yeah just, well, it has to be like, like Austin's thing but just just that little bit more awkward <laughs> the cutaway yeah which again still parodying the Bond films since they've have a tendency to do a little bit of that. Hmm. Spy, let me ask the uh, shot of the submarine and all. <laughs> the no no thing it's just yeah it's a nice touch that he keeps doing that the song is in track too right yeah yeah but it's sung by smash mouth yes smash mouth what why did they use smash mouth so much in track if I remember correctly, they were really popular at the beginning of that, like right around that time frame. Yeah, they had All Star and everything, but maybe they had some sort of like a partnership kind of deal or something that they were like, ah, let's just keep this going. You might even say they were All Stars. Really, really a tall person in the background there. Next uh, musical cutaway. <laughs> Twenty years later, this movie, uh, Still, like, oh, we don't have those flying cars. We don't yeah. have the platform uh, mules. We don't have the. Well, at this point, Back to the Future is still in Back to the Future sixteen years away. Yeah.
always wondered like whether the sixties was kind of just like this. <laughs> but just like uh the free spirit kind of vibes all over the place and everything. Yeah. And if just Elvis Costello was on a corner somewhere. Yeah. As you know. <laughs> People dance like that. <laughs> well, Austin did, I imagine. Now, is she not aware of what Fat Bastard did? Like, um, well, I guess she, I guess she doesn't know what effect it has. Doesn't she later on in the movie say like, "You never lost your mojo; it's been there the whole time." Yeah, that maybe that's kind of a movie thing to say. Yeah, maybe she's just into it. Like, not into the idea of him not having idea. Just you're into him. Well, you never know. Maybe she likes this to say this, this is so good as well because it's just so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she never would. <laughs> oh, the fact that he says like it's true because like, he knows. <laughs> and of course, it's like that defeats over the head about it with the audience if they don't quite get it. Crowd doesn't question this at all, you know. Mm. It feels quite weird as well because, again, it's one thing that you just don't want to overthink too much, like they told you in the movie. But it's just, like, he would be, he would be thirty. I, I mean, I, I guess they never really say what old, how old Scott is, but he looks like he's in his, yeah, in his early twenties. So yeah, teens, early twenties, yeah. 20s, yeah. Well, he could have been cryogenically frozen too. True, but it also kind of means that like all of this stuff has already happened as well. Because surely it would mean that another thirty-year-old son, he'd have another like thirty-year-old son instead, on top of Scott. Yeah, when he comes back to the future. Because the... Like, the mojo doesn't, I guess, it doesn't change his quote unquote personality. It just, I think he's just worried about his performance. Yeah.
that's like the difference in Mojo. <laughs> yeah. Then again, though, last movie he's doing the same exact thing. So, but you know, it's comedy. Is <laughs> the uh, Viagra didn't exist in the sixties? I mean, that's what it, I mean, that's what he replaces it with in future. Third beam, me would shut off then. You should check while just even think. Oh, okay, yeah, I forgot about this. Mm. <laughs> One of the Madonna songs I actually really enjoy. Catchy song, yeah. Better than Die Another Day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the beautiful stranger she fell in love with with uh, Sigmund Freud. Yeah, to analyze that, it's like it's like like that was like the middle of the road. Like you have that, you have this, which is like a really good Madonna song, and then you've got Dynamo Day, which is a tolerable, tolerable, tolerable one, and then you have American Pie, the American Pie redo that she did at the other end of the. I I really like the American Pie one. Her American Pie? Oh, are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> I like it better than the original. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like an interesting tactic to take when like he pretty much eats anything yeah, you could just, just give it to meat. him. You could to it in meat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is so good. Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. Ha <laughs> 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 
<laughs> to be fair, he he's right for not knowing any of this stuff. Yeah, true. He's yeah, only ever true. lived in nineteen sixties and then briefly in the in nineteen ninety seven. Where I don't, I don't think he probably had enough time to watch both Star Wars and figure out what the Alan Parsons project is. Right. Especially the Alan Parsons project. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's a good ball, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's even a good character uh, trait from the previous one since he's like, I'm tired of you pushing me around. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> I wonder how many times he had to take that. Maybe that's just a, his genuine reaction. It probably was. Like, like, it probably <laughs> took him a couple of times that he was just like, fuck yeah, yeah I got or, it. Or maybe he got it on the first one. He's like, yes. <laughs> I, no, I think he'd try and play it too cool if he did it first time. A bit of all right. Yeah, very, like, very British price. Yeah. Next person I meet, I'm calling them a bit of all right. get guns out in broad daylight and just stop moving. The set's very similar to uh, the archives, Goldeneye. Mm. The one hallway in particular. What the fuck do you mean, where is he? He's a yeah. fat <laughs> bastard, dude. Yeah, he dived into the toilet following it. What are you analyzing? Yeah. Oh god, this, this. See, this is where I think it goes a little too far, the wrong way. <laughs> god. There's plenty of. Uh... Plenty of movies where the easy person eats shit kind of joke is is out there. I think what makes this work a little bit is the slight, like, every time he's about to do that, he's not drinking it. Yeah. I think that would have been better if he would have not actually drank it. Well, I was hoping it would give it to someone else or something. 
Who do you think provides the cookies? <laughs> it's just like a it's a random task. That's a uh, an actor you wouldn't imagine to just pop up in a bit like this, right? Tim Robbins. Uh, I mean, I guess so. I like the uh the switch around yeah. with this too. Oh, because I had enough time to watch Jerry Maguire then. Yeah, not Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but if you're going to say that, you're going you, to... You fucking mentioned Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> I this is sponsored by the Alan Parsons project. <laughs> no, it's sponsored by Heineken. He does the exact same bit in uh, Cat in the Hat. Yeah. Only at this point, he's like the hottest commodity in that movie. He's the one that killed his career. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which part of this does he do in Cat in the Hat? The snapping and the uh, don't go there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like every Dr. Seuss movie that's actually been made like since whenever. They just have to cram in as many pop culture references as possible because you can't actually just tell the story of Dr. Seuss. And the only movie that ever does it right is The Cringe. Yeah, he doesn't go overboard. It doesn't. It stays reasonably true to the entire thing, whereas Cat in the Hat is just an obnoxious asshole. <laughs> Never had any interest in watching that movie. I always thought that that oh, it's one, can't possibly be good. The big Tony sit through that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, if you want place. to, there's the Pick Your Poison tier on Patreon. You can sponsor it. I'm not going to watch that it. Take that literally. Poison. Yeah. I can't watch that one again. It's too bad. 
obviously we know which movie that this is parodying. Yeah, octopusy. Yeah. <laughs> it came out of the water, octopus. Oh, I know which movie this is uh, parodying, Lara Croft. Huh. <laughs> no solicitors. Who looks better? Heather Graham in that or Honey Rider? I'm going Heather Graham. Austin. <laughs> going Austin. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> no, Heather Graham, yeah. Very good. <laughs> I will say the third movie for the most part they take some of these things and they just they go past the point of it being as funny like they kill the mini me character he works so better so much better when he's understated <laughs> I mean that that was good preparation for for the hangover. This is a good little gag with that. Party, you Hmm. Richie Gay reference. Yeah. <laughs> See this? I'm not a big fan of. Because it just comes out of nowhere. It really doesn't serve much of a purpose. No, beyond just it was a popular song. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> 
never been the biggest fan of these types of jokes and uh in general in, uh, yeah because like mm-hmm. when you get into that with like family guy where they just do musical cutaways to me it, it either really really works or it just feels like it overstays its welcome this is one of the ones that i'm like eh, it's it's not funny enough for I me guess, i guess i just thought they could get into like the the charts by doing this Oh, good lord, they're still going. Yeah. It's probably tons of deleted uh, things for this. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get one more in there. Yeah. Laser. Laser. It's so good. God, the amount of people that quoted that line after this movie. Mm. So since uh, Myers does two in the first film, three in the second film, four in the third film, do you think if they do end up at any point doing a fifth film that he's just going to add another extra character on top of that that he does? Maybe. I think you'd I mean, have to. I mean, it's going to be difficult. Surely it's going to be difficult to do a, fifth, uh, a fourth movie without Vern Troyer. Look at the chemicals that they've got listed on in their spacesuit. You've got H two O, so that's water, and you've got oxygen. But there's P two, <laughs> and so I just looked it up, and that's diphosphorus. Huh. Huh. Magma. Magma. I would like to see his take on a couple of the other movies, though, because between the first and the second one there, you got a lot of Dr. No and You Only Live Twice, a little bit of Thunderball. I'd like to see what he would parody if he were to do, like, the uh, the more quote-unquote modern ones, like the Boston era. Like, just see him make something 
worst out of die another day yeah like just i don't know just to see or at the very least i'd like to know what mike myers's opinions of those movies would be because sean connery apparently was his dad's like idol so of course he's going to have more of an affinity for the, the connery films but even the more ones like they don't really parody the more ones as much Is Mindy Sterling still acting? No idea. Let's see here. I hope so. This is the most recent thing that she was in here. Uh... I don't want to miss the uh, penis humor. Yeah. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably the gag of the film. great yeah that more than anything else in this movie that i remember making me laugh like crazy yeah why they put a chair in there in the first place then if that was just gonna do that We did. That's like old uh, Bond phrase, of course. They reference it in the first movie, too. Funny that they needed a stunt double for that. Mm. It's kind of, it's quite a pretty big lead. Ah, he gets to jump. You know that? Have you ever seen Mike Myers jump in a movie? (laughs) (laughs) With all of the uh, Molly stuff, we might actually need to get Sigmund Freud to analyze it. Yeah, (laughs) maybe. Mm. 
<laughs> Understated joke. Mm. I can't help it. I just really like slapstick. So, like you read. Really... <laughs> like you don't really need. Like you could. You'd have the rest of the movie without this being in here. But like, it's just funny. No way in hell would I ever go to space. I I think you would have to. I, I could see you having a good time in space. Nah, fuck all that. I don't even like going on airplanes. <laughs> yeah, maybe the lack of gravity would like correct some back issues or something. I don't know. I think <laughs> That's true. Maybe that would help. <laughs> maybe I could be cryogenically frozen for a while and it'll help with my lack of sleep. <laughs> There's the E from this is what I was <laughs> yeah. Look at how honest Dr. Evil is, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jiminy German Jesus? <laughs> Well, apparently that, that was a that was a thing as well. But right. uh, there was an idea instead of um, if they couldn't figure out the logistics of actually getting a a rocket to land on the moon, that their plan was to, as a show of dominance towards the Russians, to nuke the moon instead. <laughs> what? How the hell does that make any sense? <laughs> God, I'm so was... 
I'm so proud to be an American. <laughs> Just, <Yeah. laughs> if we can't explore, <laughs> let's wipe it off. <laughs> yeah, here, here's, here's Project A119, also known as a study of lunar research flights was a top-secret plan developed in 1958 by the United States Air Force. The aim of the project was to detonate a nuclear bomb on the moon, which <laughs> helped answer some, some of the mysteries in planetary astronomy and astrogeology. Astro but yeah, they were actually idea. to make the moon. Yeah. I... We're such a stupid country. <laughs> <laughs> They're all sitting there at a conference table. They're like, so, uh, ladies, gentlemen, we need to figure out something to do with uh, the moon. We need to, you know, uh, toss around some ideas. What do you guys got? Somebody's like, I think that we should take uh, a bunch of our uh, scientists and we should figure out the proper rockets to go there. We can explore. We can collect samples. We could ever. Somebody is like, nuke it. Nuke the <laughs> fucking place. <laughs> Bombs. It's my idea. <laughs> This Johnson, why do you scene. say nuke it to everything? <laughs> <laughs> this is a great fight scene as well. Peace. <laughs> 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 Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the sound is great and all. You really Jim Snitsky that problem, why Yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh, no, please. <laughs> 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 this is definitely the peak of the franchise. Not this scene, but like this movie. Yeah, this is great. This, uh, it's certainly fun. not the next film, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. More poo poo here. One small step for <laughs> man. Slaphead, a uh, common insult. Uh, yeah. Maybe when they're bald, or is that, is that really a thing? Yeah, absolutely. It's, that's a, that, that's a reference for being bold. Oh, okay. See? Hmm. I've heard it more funny about the fact that like, when Austin comes in, obviously they can't have him and Dr. Evil in the same shot, so it's a completely different actor. Yeah. Same thing with the uh, when he was frozen. Mm. It's sad, I'm assuming his like, stunt double probably was doing that.
imagine if uh like all the movies were just that simple just like yeah, bang shoot <laughs> yeah mm. <laughs> uh, i mean it happens in spy love me he just shoots him yeah yeah Boy, I have questions. <laughs> mm. No, not really. I mean, the main question is really that, um, like, he's already proven earlier in the movie that he never saw Star Wars. Yeah. Well, no, maybe he's watched it since then. It's been a couple oh. days. Oh, yeah. He's been singing too much. Simple enough, guy. Yeah. Destination 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Of course he would be doing this, right? Yeah. Or Bomb would be. Yeah. <laughs> We're sexy bitches, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that a little bit. Yeah. Surprised they didn't say judo punch. That would be ridiculous. The little, uh, I like the little yeah. emblems, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where does he go? He got he goes to 99 as well. There's another deleted scene where he's in bed with both of them <laughs> with uh, Felicity and the other Austin, yeah, huh. Or it's a like thing where Austin comes back and he sees that 
um, Felicity's in bed with someone and he gets upset and he's like, what the hell's going on? And he finds out, oh, it's the other Austin. It's fine. Oh. Hmm. Maybe, no, maybe it airs par- during the credits? Uh, it might air. Yeah, it might be in the credits, actually. That doesn't spring uh, to mind, so it might be just a deleted scene. <laughs> Be fair, the seventies. No one really talks about the seventies and eighties too much, anyway. Odd that a flock of seagulls would get the reference. Even the ship design, of course. Mm. Classic. Like Kool Aid Man. Wonder when he came to the future. I guess there's a time machine in the um, lava base. Who is? I wonder how many people probably popped at that on the set. Just that little squeeze that he did. Mm. <laughs> Gonna make that joke now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you couldn't do Bad Master now. I'm in- that's a line that like has uh more weight to it than it seems like it would right that a pun that's plenty of like the fbd fat bastard department or the fast bastard delivery Night. What a great thing to call your testicles. <laughs> the mommy daddy one. No, because I don't think I'd ever heard that phrase before. So like that's a that's a common one or anything like that. I think they just invented it. I mean the amount of times that uh he you know, the um meat and two veg and whatever in the previous movie, it's probably one of the ones that he thought of for the previous scene. Not a big fan of the sending, but whatever.
Not a big fan of the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Everyone from the 60s just came back. <laughs> Such a good link. <laughs> Call back to this. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get as many references, right? Quite a lot of cameos in this as well. It's pretty good. Who does the song for this? Anybody know offhand? Couldn't uh, say. Not that she's like, you know, on Charlie Bassey's level, but. Let's see. Will Farrell gets a. No, oh, it's not third credit. Just extra thing. That's kind of weird that they place those out there. <laughs> so there was a test tube, baby. <laughs> That's so good. And good knees on the Jerry Springer, sir. Yeah, there. Yeah, this is it. Oh, see, I don't remember this at all. I remembered the uh, the frow thing, but huh? To be honest, that actually explains quite a lot about the third movie as well. Because instead of like, um, like, like she just goes off with girl, one other Austin kind of thing. Yeah, they decide. Okay, one Austin just ends up with it. Great. 
Callum, would you ever use a lion be supposed to boil it? Uh, maybe I was cooking potatoes. <laughs> I think that's like a really dangerous medical condition. They have to be at a certain temperature, otherwise like, things can happen. That's fantastic. So there is one more movie to the mix here. Austin Powers and Goldmember. That'll be our third and obviously final edition of this kind of uh, round of things coming up whenever we record that. And um, now it'll be releasing these like once a week kind of deal. So I'm assuming whenever you're listening to this next week, it's probably when that'll end up dropping. But uh, that one's nowhere near as good. There's still some solid jokes for it, though. And it's the one that I've seen the least, so... There's elements to it that I completely don't remember, I'm sure. This one, if it's not the uh, the best, uh, there's an argument for it that it is. It's definitely... What happens with the third one, I think, just a little preview, is, okay, it's a full-blown franchise now, so now we're going to overdo it. Yeah, like most comedy. Whether it's, you know, an individual comedian or it's a franchise... There's a difference between, like, let's go back and do that same kind of joke and just kind of pump it up a little bit, and then the, well, let's do something a little bit different, too, and then, like, whatever. Everybody ends up, you know, falling victim to that kind of stuff. Will Ferrell, of course, we mentioned earlier, this is, like, before he becomes do the Will Ferrell shtick and everything. Not many third films really all that great in a different series. No. I would argue, just sticking with Austin, with uh, Mike Myers, that Shrek 1 and 2 are good. 3 and 4? Nah. I actually quite have the fourth one. I quite have the fourth one. I knew that they did a fourth. I've only seen the first one. Yeah, well, the fourth one's called... Um... Uh, actually, it's not, it's, not, it's not called Shrek 4, is it? It's like Shrek, Shrek Forever Shrek or something? Shrek Forever After. It's Shrek, Shrek Forever, forever After. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There's a few like that. I mean... um. Return of the King is one of the. It's not. It's not as good as the first or the, the second uh, Lord of the Rings movie, but it's pretty damn good. Um, Toy Story Three is great. Yeah, Toy Story Three's got uh, a lot of good stuff. Got to throw a bit more uh, feral in here. Get a bit more Will Ferrell in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, why not? The fact that he talks to the lobby as well. All right, everybody. That is Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Thank you for listening with us and following along and having some fun, hopefully. Drop comments below. Make sure that you are subscribed. You're following us all over the place, whatever it might be. You can follow us individually, of course, at Tony Mango for me. And these guys at their accounts. Yeah, I'm at Dude Felice on every social media platform. And you can check out Fightful.com if you're into the pro wrestling side of things. Callum? Yep, I'm at WeMoist14 on Twitter. And as we mentioned earlier, just check out SmartCoatMoment.com for all your wrestling-related needs outside of the stuff that you can find on Fightful. And stay tuned to FanboysAnonymous.com for whatever else is happening next outside of you know, the next one of these movies, but movie reviews and some other kind of content here and there on the geek culture spectrum. If you want to see anything in particular, drop a comment below. In the meantime, just uh, stay safe, 
and we will see you next time, everybody. But for now, it's time for us to geek out.